Hey yo, this is the corner of the circle. Nice little podcast with me, your host, L.S. McLean. I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm a nosy person. People are nosy, they wanna know stories. They wanna know what's going on in other people's lives. And yo, I am absolutely no exception. So, sit back, relax, and let's just chill for a little bit. This is the corner of the circle. All right, boom. Uh, this is a special one, man. This, uh, this is actually, this is special to me, because uh, um, this guy I've actually known for, for God, that's crazy, I've known you for a while. Um, I mean, ever since you and Lane started doing nationals together, it's got to yeah, be five, man. six years. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I think the first time I met you was uh, it was in Denver. I think I um, yeah yeah I think it's Denver with like Lane and the, and the and the whole crew. I met the whole Tampa crew. Uh, but yeah, guys, this is the man, the myth, the legend. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of legend, man. Paul Revelia, the uh, base out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, owner, operator, creative, team pro physique. Um, some of your favorite fitness divas, you know what? They come to him for the, uh, <laughs> they come to him for the secret. He has a secret sauce. Um, I've seen a lot of shreds, a lot of fat, me and lost. Um, a lot of people get whipped into shape by this man. Uh, man, graduate from USF. Ah, I've been doing my research, man. And, uh, I mean, husband, father, uh, I just, I, I like to think that I added him. Uh, to the sneakerhead uh, fold. I think I, I tried to convert him over, but ladies and gentlemen, this is my friend. You all know him. You all love him, Mr. Paul Revelia. Thank you for being on, man. I really appreciate this. It means a lot. It's an honor, man. Uh, it's it's always been um, fun getting to know you over the last couple of years, and every time I see you, I get excited, so it's nice to yeah, chat. Man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really good, man. I think like, the last time I saw you was at York, at the Yorton. Um, for, I, oh, you were there with Ryan. Yeah, uh, Ryan and Sam kind of saw you in passing. Um, I, uh, oh man, that was that was an eye opener. I was that your first world championship of natural bodybuilding you've been to? It, it was it very was. cool. Um, you picked a good one. That's a good show. Whew, that was. I mean, I don't. It's it's weird, man, because I guess you know, growing up, you see you see fitness and, and you see like the whole IFBB thing. And you see, you know, here here of late, you know, the whole. Uh, how physique is really, you know, kind of, you know, kind of started shooting through the roof. And, and then of course, like the, you know, the, the classic and in, in all of this, you know, this, this new stuff. And all I'd ever known was it's like, all right, well, this guy says he's natty, but is he really natty? You know what I mean? There's always like a question mark, you know, yeah. want to know. And then you meet these athletes, you know, these, 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 these ladies and, 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 and men that, you know, are completely natural and are able to take the human body, I don't know, to, 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 to heights that I've never even imagined. Like, I just, I don't know, man. It's, it, it's you, and you can't describe it in pictures. You, mm -hmm. you've got to see it in person yeah. to, to, just to understand it. It was weird because like, that was one of the things, that was one of the first things Ryan kind of told me. And then of course, you know, um, getting to know Sam as, as well as I've gotten to know him over the years, uh, just kind of, you know, watching his evolution. I mean, and he's always been a shredded guy. He's always been, you know, had a, such a big frame, you know, then to see how, how much better he's getting as he gets older, as like, as the body, you know, matures and you start, you know, just, you know, learning more about yourself. Like, it's just, it, it's crazy. Like he had a, he had a phenomenal 2017, um, a really, really good 2018. And so going into, you know, uh, 2019, I know he had like big expectations. I mean, and he just kind of picked up where he left off and, you know, I don't know a lot, you know, about the bodybuilding, bodybuilding world, but, but I do know, to go that many years consecutively, I mean, and obviously to, to, to keep, you know, getting better, but I, I just, I didn't realize how much of a feat that was for a person to be able to. Yeah, you know, it's very hard to be that lean for a long period of yeah, time. That takes know, a so, lot of discipline. Yeah, so I just, you know, so that's one of the, the big things I've, I've kind of been learning from, you know, from you guys on that other side of the, of the, of the aisle, you know, you guys that have this ultimate form of discipline. Um, how did you kind of, did, did you, have you always kind of coached or like how to, you know, how did you get in? Did you start? No, I did not want to be a coach. I, I fought it for a long time. When I first started, I, I reached out to Lane in 2007 mm -hmm. and said, Hey, I think I want to do a bodybuilding show in 2008. So we started working together for a year. Uh -huh. um, I, you know, went through, you know, I've been a, a gym lifter, read all the magazines, all the books. Right 
years, but it wasn't until I found some of his videos and some of his articles and Dr. Joe Klumzeski and started reading stuff that I was like, well, there's, there's more to this than just steroids and right. you know, 30 sets for your arms. Right. Cause I was bored of it. I was stuck. And then as soon as I started following some of Lane's stuff, I'm like, wow, I'm making progress. I feel good. So yeah, once I did my first show, I don't know. I just, I think the people around me started noticing I was making changes. Right. Um, I was posting all my stuff on bodybuilding.com. So people were following my journey there. I started posting a little bit on YouTube. So I started accidentally building a little bit of a reputation of a guy right. that got pretty lean that was paying attention to this evidence-based approach. Because a lot of the things we were doing in 2007 and eight are, are they're more common now, but things like flexible dieting and mm -hmm. you know, not eating a tilapia and asparagus every day, that you know, not cutting water, you know, actually using science to to get you into the best shape possible. Um, I, I I kind of built a little bit of a reputation, and then when Lane Lane basically reached a point in his building his business career where he couldn't even open up his email because he was getting so many client inquiries, and he was right. hearing horror stories of terrible coaches out there. And he was like, Paul, will you please just, you, you, you're smart, you pay attention. Uh, he just felt I would be a good coach. And I told him, no, like bodybuilding is my thing. I don't want it to be someone else's thing. It's my yeah. escape. I, li I like my career. So I took on one client and the, the thing that I didn't expect was how much I would enjoy the personal connection of getting to know my client, seeing him go through the journey and how grateful and excited he was to reach his goal um get on stage and that being at that first bodybuilding show with my first client it was like wow i, I like this feeling mm -hmm. i like this feeling better than i like the feeling of my other job so which i did like yeah so that's kind of what started it with just one client and then Dang. just you know from there yeah yeah you're preaching to the choir it's almost my exact story except just on the powerlifting side i just yeah i just you know and it, it's almost a scary no it's a scary thing because you're taking someone's you know you know it's not even really them paying you, but it's just you're taking someone's, you know, dreams and, 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 and their hopes, you know, and, and a goal, a huge goal that they have, their lifestyle, so to speak. And, you know, they're, they're trusting you with it. And it's like the decisions, you know, the, the decisions that you're making, you know, you know, be they scientifically based or not, it's just like, man, is this going to work? I hope it yeah. works. You know what I mean? And then when it, you know, you know, when it works, you know, I mean, because it works, it works. I mean, because I, I think at the end of the day, if you're passionate about getting that person better, helping them, you know, improve their quality of life, it finds a way to work. Or you, you as a coach, you find a way to make it work. It was, it's, it's cool that you said that. I, I, uh, I just, I had a podcast with, with uh, Alberto kind of about that. Like, you know, you guys, that whole you lane, um, the 3DMJ guys, you guys were honestly the, the first people that I had ever known of to really, really with Lane. Lane was, you know, Lane is almost like the godfather of it all, really, in terms of just how how we brought the popularity of you know of of, of you know just science based training, uh, science based eating. It was with with Lane. It, it, it's such every time I had ever you know heard of him, it was always saturated in the whole idea behind science and evidence based you know learning, yeah. and training, and eating. And so you know he kind of you know helped bring this popularity and usher in this whole new wave of of, of thinking and training and dieting. Um, and really competing. And so when, you know, by the time, you know, it, it, you know, it, you guys have been on it for, you know, from 2008 to 2010, I feel like that's when you guys were almost, you were almost your own test monkeys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and yeah. Ar around that 2011, 2012, it's when it really started really catching on. Um, and, and by that time, like, you know, that whole crew, that whole crew was, you guys were at the forefront of it all, like really the trendsetters. And then, when I kind of came in the game around that 2013, 14, uh, you know, period of time, you know, that's when I was like, wait, who are these dudes? Like, this is a whole different, it was a whole different, you know, you know, just a whole different section of, of, of life. I didn't even know existed. And so, yeah. you know, and, and, and it was weird because like, you know, I, I, I remember seeing, you know, you guys seeing Lane. I'm like, how is this dude so lean and he's about to go compete? And, right. you know, and, um, I forget the guy that I was with. I think it was Bryce Lewis. He's like, oh, no, you haven't seen anything yet. Wait till you see Alberto. I'm like, who? Oh, and Berto Alberto was, showed up after a pro bodybuilding yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And, and Berto was, man, I'm like, who is this? And, I, and that was kind of my thing. I'm like, wait a minute. All these shredded guys that, you know, I mean, because it's not like you guys were, you know, all, you know, shredded, in shape, but you weren't small. 
You know what I mean? And it, it, and it didn't look like, you know, I mean, you know, no just to, to any bodybuilders out there, but it didn't look grotesque and you guys didn't look, you know, morbid. And it was just, I'm like, I would like to look like that. I don't know that I ever could, but I would like to look like that. That was the first well, time. you I could. You would be a freak if you died it down. When Bernal told me, goes, your magic number will probably be around 175. When he said that, my eyes like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 175. But I mean, you know, it's 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 one thing that I, I'm you know I I've considered maybe maybe after I'm done doing this powerlifting thing I don't know, but uh, so so you're the the thing that I've I've noticed um is kind of over the years is I mean I, I know that you're not exclusive to just women, but I, I've noticed that you know you you become sort of a you know almost a guru it seems like you know with you know, I mean a lot of your 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 female athletes are just killing it man so is is that just like what did that trend kind of pick up? Did you yeah. start with like just guys and you just yeah. found that you have this talent, you know, to, cause I'm telling you right now, and you know, as well as I know, there's a lot of coaches out there that just cannot, they cannot necessarily handle women, but they just, they can't figure out that, that proper combination to get, to, to get the female body, you know, to that, that peak position, you know, um, a lot try, you know, and they get close, but I, I, I think just, with with your experience and what you've been able to amass with years, I feel like you're you're one of the few that have really managed to find a way to really, you know, almost perfect the art of of of, of the female dieting and fitness combination. Like I just I haven't seen and I, I'm a nerd, dude. I study it. I study it. I just won't ever well, do it. Uh, I think I think a lot of that stems from my early years in natural bodybuilding. So uh -huh. when I first started learning how to peak and prep male bodybuilders. Um, that was about the time that a new division was introduced in the IFBB, which was the bikini division. Right. Prior to that, there was only figure and bodybuilding for women. Right. So right when I was cutting my teeth, competing as a natural pro bodybuilder, learning about powerlifting through lane, um, the, those new divisions were created, which actually created a place for natural women to compete in the IFBB. Right. Because I do not do any drug protocols. Right. So I started getting a reputation for being able to get girls on stage looking good because what a lot of the coaches were doing that were getting the female competitors were treating them like men mm -hmm. with drug cycles, terrible diets, mm -hmm. terrible training. Whereas I was training women to build muscle, doing nutrition plans that allowed them to keep muscle while getting lean and then peaking them without pulling out water and doing all these last second tactics so that they looked all stringy. So my girls have a look to them. They show up on stage, filled out, yet lean. Yeah. And this really lent itself to the, the, the pro and the amateur bikini division, and even some of the figure in the IFBB and the MPC. Yeah, that's, that's you know, and so you have a, that's, that's cool because that actually is a question that I was going to ask. Like, so you have a, you, so you have like a specific look that you like for your ladies to, to go for, or is it, I mean, obviously, they know the look that they want because they come to you for that look. They come yeah. to you for that, so they know. Like it, and it's crazy because each coach has kind of their own thing. But that's a, that's a, that's thing that I noticed because you know, you, the the tons and tons of women that that I've seen that you work with, they they do have a, a full look, a very still a very feminine look. Um, but yeah. at the same time, like they still have like a leanness about them. Like oh wow, like while it's Clearly, clearly they've, 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 they have a, a very, 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 very high sense of, of discipline and not anyone can do that, but it looks like that look is attainable. I would have to bust my ass to do it, but that look is attainable. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, I don't think people realize how hard it is until they, they actually try, you know, and they, don't, they get like four weeks into it, like, ah, this is not for me. Um, but that's, that's kind of a, a, a thing that, that I've noticed with, with a lot of the ladies that I've seen that you work with is, they definitely do have a look. It's, it's cool that you said that. Like, they definitely do have a look that's different from even at the Yorton. Like, they they have a different look from... Yeah. Well, Bronwyn, my client, did win won the world title this year. So that was mm -hmm. very exciting. So I mean, no big deal. Um, no big deal. <laughs> that was my first ever. You know, she got second last year. So right. we, we prepped for the whole year. But a lot of what I do is you have to understand the sport. You have to be at the shows. You have to talk to the judges. You have to talk to the people that are making the decisions mm -hmm. because they let you know what they want to see. Um, you can't be an armchair quarterback. You can't look at pictures. You can't say, well, my client got robbed because she was better. If you're not at the show, you do not know. And I have literally been to more bodybuilding shows than anybody I know in the last two years.
Oh yeah, so. without a doubt. You're everywhere. You're always. That's one thing that it, I I can say this from from just for one because I follow you, you know, and I mean two because I know you, but I think three because I know so many people that know you. You are everywhere. Um, and there's honestly aside from, I, I feel like you, you've had some amazing growth in the last couple of years. That's for sure. You know what I mean? And and. It's not for it's not for lack of work because I mean you work your ass off that's for sure you're everywhere you have to be you know especially in this business um, between yourself on on the bodybuilding side the natural bodybuilding side and Joey Flex on the powerlifting side I don't know <laughs> that I know two two men that work as hard as you guys you guys are everywhere at all times you know Joey and I actually have a lot of talks about like our businesses because they've kind of paralleled each other. Mm -hmm. um, because we've had some of the same struggles and mm -hmm. some of the same successes, you know, there's, you know, people see somebody with a lot of clients and they think, man, that must be awesome. Let me tell you, it, it, it's, it's difficult to figure out how to grow responsibly, figure out, you know, how to hire people that can help you do better because at a certain point, owning a business becomes what your job is versus being a coach until you man. get people in a place so that you can go back to coaching. You don't have to worry about all the little, the yeah. little business owning aspects that's crazy yeah i i that was kind of one of the you know the 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 things like and i i honestly i probably people have probably heard this on the podcast at least 10 times just talking about coaching you know whenever i talk to any you know coaches about it um one of the coolest things that, that i that i i got from from eric uh, eric um conrick was you think that it's easy until you do it and then you realize it's more than an eight hour job. It's more than oh it's, it's, you know what I mean? Like if and it's weird because like, I'm at that point now, I'm like, I would love to only be able to put eight hours in, but it's not possible. It's not even, I was like to, to think that you have a 40 hour a week job and, and that's it, it in this line of the business, in this part of, of fitness, it's not even possible. It's not even possible. And the thing is, I don't know that you would want it to be possible because there's, you know, most of the great things happen you know, in my opinion, they happen after hour 40. I believe oh, yeah. the, the, yeah. those amazing, the breakthroughs, they happen after hour 40, you know. Almost the same philosophy of like, oh, well, I, I don't want to train for more than an hour. I don't want to, you know, no, like, you know, all the great breakthroughs happen when you're outside your normal comfort zone. Yeah, you have to. So, I mean, it, it, it's crazy, you know, because I, when I was a lot like you like at the beginning, it's like, I don't know that I really want to do this. And I mean, I, people that inquired about it, but nah, it's not, you know, it's not really my thing. Like, while as a, as a, as a performer, as a, or as a competitor, you know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily translate to you being a great coach just because you can perform on stage or just because you can perform on a platform. You know what I mean? And so for me, yeah. I was like, I just never, I didn't want to be one of those guys because I knew some of those guys, you know, yeah. and I didn't go to school for any, uh, any of it. So I mean, like, well, let me do this. Let me, let me do a little bit of research. Let me talk to Ben Escrow. Let me talk to Lane. I pick Lane's brain a lot about it. Um, when I was like, well, I mean, it's something that I wouldn't mind doing, but where would I start? Um, right. I picked Ryan's brain about it, you know, and finally, believe it or not, Joey Flex, Joey was the one that gave me my final push. Like, dude, you, you need to do it. Like, you're able to do it. I believe you can do it. And I was like, all right, I, I'm going to do it. And I took on one guy, you know what I mean? And I had yep. all my all my little programs that I had set up. I made, I, my, I was my own guinea pig for for a year that's like, all right this worked for me and if it can work for me it can work for anybody because i'm trash and so i was like all right we, we'll see you're and, trash you're a world well, champion Get now now i mean now but that's man i mean but everybody starts somewhere you know and so yeah you know and it's weird like you know to look back on it now i'm like man i you know i always i you know what i mean as as much as you know as as people want to say like oh this guy you know that, that joey's got this and paul's got that They've got so many people. There's no way they, you know, have enough time for all their people. Like that's there's there's no way that people will ever understand how much work and time it takes to get to the point where you guys are at, you know. And so for me, it's just like, well, man, I, I'm, you know, I'm not walking in y'all's shoes. Thank God, you know what I'm saying. I don't know mythically that I'm able to do. Yeah, that. but let me let me let me compare it to something that you love because I know you love the cheerleading and I know you love bench yeah. pressing and powerlifting. So like, yeah. no one has to make me work more. Mm -mm. I love what I do. I love exactly. coaching people. I love getting people to their best. So like, I, I've, I've never once worried about how many hours I work. Nah. I work, I worry about how much can I get done in a day? And then Man. 
I still got to go see my family and, you know, maybe lift some weights, but like, I love, I love doing this. So I don't, Oh yeah. I've never, I've never clocked in or clocked out, you know? No, it's, it's, and it's weird because when I did, and I'll, I'll openly admit it, when I did have to clock in, clock out, when I did have a nine to five, when I did have a, have a very steady paycheck that didn't depend on, you know, me showing up and make sure my people were on point. Like I, I hated it. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I had a great job. I had a very good job, but I was the same way. Yeah. It was a job. You and just get used to waiting for, for, for Friday five and you don't want to be Monday at eight, you know, yeah. like you just start to live that life. Yeah. And I mean, I'm like, why, why do this? And it was weird because my girl was like, this isn't what you want to do. It's clear that it's not what you want to do. And you know, my dad, my dad was pretty much the first person was like, listen, I understand that, you know, everyone enjoys the money. Everyone enjoys that security. He goes, but that's not everything. It's no guarantee that, you know, it's no guarantee that you're going to live to see tomorrow. So do you want to spend the rest of your life wondering, like, I wonder what would happen if I would have, or if I should have And like, all right, you know, and I made my dad a promise a long time ago. Like before I started college was like, my only promise that we, we don't necessarily make promises to each other is like the only promise I ask of you is that you make your living with your brain and not with your back. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, he's like, this is a chance for you to live up to that promise you made me. You can live off your brain and not your back. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And yeah. so that was kind of my final trial. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to quit this, you know, this nine to five and I'm going to start coaching full time. Who does that? Apparently you do too. So, but it's yeah. just, you know, scary. It's, it's, it is scary because if you don't work, you don't eat. But the cool thing is you're right. You, you get to a point where you don't necessarily think about the hours spent. You don't think about a clock in or clock out. I mean, it's just, it's a series of amazing moments and amazing breakthroughs that you become addicted to. I think as a coach, I become addicted to, to breakthroughs for my people. I become, uh, you know, yeah. addicted to like, all right, there's no time for me. Like I, I got a guy, you know, I have a, I have a guy and <laughs> I have a guy in London that has a, you know, he has a meet, you know, in a couple of days. Well, I know for a fact that that, that going to sleep at 10 o'clock and waking up at six is not going to be a possibility. I'm actually going to have to be up at three, 4 a.m. for us to have our talk before yeah. we go into the gym. And I don't mind it. it. You know, so I hated having to get up at 6 a.m. to go to work. Now it's like, if I go to bed before 6 a.m., it's a miracle. Because, I mean, you know, as, as, as you people do well, you start, you know, you start getting more people, more client, more, you know, more people that want to be a part of what you're putting out there. And so, there is no, there's no clock. You know, I guess your life kind of becomes a casino. Like the clock doesn't exist anymore. It's just a series of dates and places you need to be and breakthroughs that you need to make. So, I mean, it's cool. Again, this is part of the reason that I, I reached out to people like you, because I mean, for me as a, you know, as a coach that, you know, obviously you're, you're trying to get better and you're trying to grow what you have in terms of your business and in terms of your brand, you have to have a benchmark. You have to have a series of people that you look up to. You're one of those people. You're you're for me, you're, you're a benchmark in terms of the growth of a business because I do remember when it was, you know, oh, that's Lane's guy, Paul. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. I loved being that guy. No and, one was and, looking at me. No one bothered me. Yeah. I was killing it. And no one even knew who I was. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I remember that. I remember asking when I was like, who's that dude that's Lane? I was like, oh, that's Lane's guy, Lane's guy Paul. I'm like, oh, word. He goes, yeah. Like, dude, he's good. I'm like, oh, yeah, he is? Like, yeah. Did you do what Lane does? Like, yeah, man. Like, really? Because all I knew was just like this I always knew this this name of Lane. That's yeah. all I knew. You know what I mean? Lane literally at, at one point, I mean, he was literally built out of gold. He touched it, talked about it, did it. He made natural bodybuilding popular. He made the USAPL more popular. He brought thousands of fans into the sport. Lots of yes. people started competing. I mean, DeNovo was yeah, all, man. you know, because of, you know, Lane's influence and yeah. I mean, like yeah, he, there, there yeah, was nothing he could do wrong. There wasn't nothing. Yeah, he could do no wrong. So it's like, man, that's it. That's that's Lane, Lane's guy, Paul. And then I don't, I don't know when it happened, but I really don't know when it happened. It was just kind of hit me. And I remember I was talking to, I was talking to Ryan Doris. I mean, because we pretty much talk at least you know two, three times a month. It's like a long three, four hour conversation. Yeah. I was like, dude, you know who's killing the game right now? Because we always do like, hey man, you know who's killing it. You know, we always point out, I was like, do you know who's killing it right now? It's like, who? I was like, Paul is like, yes, man. Yes. It had to be like, I don't know. He was just was, here last month. Yeah, man. We're going to talk about that because I, I definitely want to uh, talk about that event. Um, but that's that was like the coolest thing. And I, honestly, I cannot tell you when, maybe it was, I, maybe it was the Olympia. Maybe, maybe I saw you at the Olympia. Yeah, I saw you at the Olympia. I saw you at the Toronto Pro. You were doing yeah. an exhibition there. Yeah. Um, I had some clients competing. So, 
Yeah, it, yeah, it was mean, one of those. I think it was after Olympia, after you know, kind of seeing Olympia, because I, uh, yeah, because you had your, uh, you had your camera guy with you, you had your 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 crew, your entourage with you. I'm like, oh, you know, who's killing. Yeah, it was at, it was there. It was at it yeah, was. Okay. I because remember we, we saw. Yeah, because we all yeah. yeah because his uh his brother and everything uh, was with us. Uh, and we were at dinner, and I remember like, dude, you know, who's killing the game, dude. Paul is killing it, man. And uh, and Ron's like, yes, man. He really is. And then fast forward a few months later, he's like, dude, Paul's got this camp, man. I'm like, what? Because, yeah, man. I was like, what? And then it's just, it's been cool to watch. And then I, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's very impressive. Like that, and it's, it's cool because that's something that, that, that I've, that I've always kind of wanted to do is like, you know, I want to have a, a camp where I can bring some people in and, and do some stuff like that. So, I mean, you, 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 you're doing a lot of stuff that, that, that I, I, it's literally on my board of things to do in life. So I just, man, Dude, I, I'm not lying to you. Like when I'm like, I'm a, I'm. It's cool to be a friend, but it's it's even cooler for me to be a fan. You know what I mean? Like I like being fans of my friends. Love it. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, so now you know we can. I mean, not. you know, I, I only got a couple <laughs> more years, and then then, then I, I gotta go back to the drawing board. But so <laughs> let's talk about this event, this this uh, Team Pro Physique event. Uh, yeah. Like like so, where did where, where did that all start? I mean, and, and for those of I just kind of explain a little bit for those that that don't know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah. like kind of how did that start? So the pro physique experience that I had this year was all based around the fact that um, the, the, the dynamic of the company has changed quite a bit. So pro physique started off as just me. It was me coaching. Right. It then became me and a guy named Stephen Bogrand, who was the first person I hired. He just started helping me with some odds and ends things. Like I promote a bodybuilding show um, and uh, he was getting his master's degree in exercise science at USF. So we were in school together. And then I started getting more client inquiries than I could review. So he started reviewing them. He started coaching a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, it just kind of took off. So Pro Physique is now, um, I think we're up to, we have 11 full-time coaches and four employees that don't coach. Digital, customer service. One of them is my wife that's really kind of helped shape the brand and the business. So we realized we needed something to bring all the coaches together. So right. we flew all the coaches in, um, you know, we have one coach in Canada, Tyler, I think you've met, right. um, you know, we got April out in Arkansas, we got right. Danny's in Oklahoma. So we're bringing people in from all over. So right. we needed an event to, to be a team builder. Like um, we're all under this umbrella and I wanted to bring in a few people that I felt were like the most qualified to talk to us about just how to be the best at our jobs. We're right. all coaches, although they're all pro physique coaches, they all have their own styles, their own right. niches. So I brought in Ryan Doris, who in my mind is probably the greatest programmer right now. I just get so much positive feedback from my clients that work with him. I brought in Dr. Joe Klemzeski, who was Lane Norton's first coach, yep. who has two PhDs, multiple master's degree, um, who, who literally invented the term flexible dieting. So like yes. he's changed the industry. Changed and then I brought in Brett Contreras, who has a PhD in um, building muscle and he's focused a lot on, on glute development, but he's mostly a strength and, and right. power coach. Right. So I brought them in and the idea was on Friday, we would have an event just for the coaches. So we had the 11 coaches in a conference room doing some, some, some learning and some discussions about right. what I can be, how I can be better as a, a business owner. Mm -hmm. um, but then I also wanted to be a student. And then on Saturday and Sunday, we had an event where we had the public come in all pro physique clients that were interested um, flew in and we just did some training. We did some, we did some eating. We went out and had some tequila. It was like a, it was a, a bonding experience. Right. So I didn't want to sit in a classroom. I wanted it to be, because all everyone talks about is when are we getting together? Right. When's the next event? So the Olympia, the Arnold, these are great events, but right. there's all this other stuff going on. Well, the pro physique right. experience was pro physique coaches, pro physique clients, pro physique professionals. Right all in a really cool setting in downtown St. Petersburg. The ocean's there. The weather's warm in February in Florida. Right. We got, you know, um, a great, we had a great gym. So yeah, it was just, it was, it was the first time I've done that specific event and it went really well. That's crazy. So now it's just like, now it's, it's just cool to watch the growth. I mean, and at the end of the day, that's what it's about. I mean, getting people better, making them better, providing them with an opportunity in their service that they won't forget, you know? And so, yeah. You you look back on it, you know. Let's 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 rewind it. Let's take it back to two thousand. Let's take it back to two thousand fifteen, right? If you know what what are there some some specific moves that you've made since twenty fifteen that has gotten you so five years ago? Um, 
Has there been a key move or a couple key moves that you made just as, as you know, one, as an individual, two, as a competitor, and, and three, just as a, as a business owner that have really gotten you to this point? Has there been like a, a, like a key moment oh, yeah. that got you there? Yeah, I think, you know, you and I can both agree that we have this feeling of, um, it's called imposter syndrome. When mm -hmm. you start coaching, um, you, you're so worried, like, I'm not doing the right things. I don't deserve this right, success. Right. Um, and honestly, it's, it's, it was a mindset switch for me. And I think it's honestly just confidence that was built up by people having belief in me that I, I used to always look at what other people were doing. Okay, what's this person doing? What's that person doing? And I stopped doing that. And I started believing in the things that I thought were right, were right. And just blocked out all the noise. And now I do, I have a vision for where I want to go and what we're doing. And it's big. It's no longer just like, man, I just hope next month I make enough money to keep the lights on. Woo! No. Pre now, my, now, now, now my goals are, and I'm not trying to do this in a day or a week or a year or maybe 10 years or 30 years. But my goal now, for me personally, when I said this out loud, it changed my behavior because you've got to remove your ego. When I say I want to be the best coach in the world, first of all, I, I, don't, I don't expect to ever get that title. There, there's no such thing. But when you think that way, your behavior changes. Man, you want to be no. the best coach in the world. You cannot shut off the way you learn. You cannot be egocentric. You cannot think you're better than people. You have to look at what everyone's doing out there and go, what can I learn from these people? Whether you like them or not, what are they doing right? And then Man. you can kind of like start to pay attention to that. Once I did that, I started thinking of Pro Physique less as a little tiny business with maybe a couple employees. My goal now is to be Weight Watchers. Okay, you feel that? Whew. that's break time I get tired of listening for too long so let's chill for a little bit quick little break stretch your legs get something to drink and then mosey right back and let's listen up to the corner of the circle let's get started with the next part go Jenny Craig whatever whatever it looks like whatever whatever the greatest coaching business in the world can be because those are different businesses, but right. I'm not, I'm not limiting my thinking anymore. I'm not limiting my scope. We just bought our first gym. So that's going to be opening next month. Um, who knows? What does that turn into? I, I don't know. Like we're just taking little steps and seeing what becomes, because what I've found is like, you don't realize like the first time I went to the Olympia with Lane was the first time I came home and got inundated with messages and new followers. And it was like, wow, going to these events, was good for me right so i'm gonna go to every event let's see what happens i hear you i hear you so then i started making youtube videos and i made a video and i some guy some guy in the gym walked up to me and said man i watched your video and i was like you did yeah. i have no followers i'm like why are you watching my videos he's like oh i'm a natural bodybuilder i was searching for natural bodybuilders so man i'm like okay so maybe youtube is a thing where i gotta put out information that people are looking for right. boom now youtube is taken off for me so like i'm always just trying things to see and I no longer limit my thinking. That's it. I just don't limit the, the scope of my growth. That's, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you, Paul. When you said that you just bought a gym, man, that, that gave me chills, dude. Like, I, you know, I'm, I'm super emo. So I almost choked up a little bit because I remember, I remember you talking to me at the Olympia. I, I will never forget this. I'm like, dude, I want to do that. <laughs> well, you told me, he's like, you know what? You know, I, I want to I, I get a gym. You know, I want to, you know, when you're like, I want to get a gym, I want to have a facility where I can, you know, bring people in and help people get better. Those were your words. I won't forget them. I, 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 used, I, to, I used to never want a gym. But what yeah. I realized was the best coaches in the world have a place where they can bring people. Let's go. Exactly. Yeah. Man, dude, I, I honestly, I feel bad for the people that are listening to this podcast because I, <laughs> they're like, dude, LS is losing his mind right now. You're, you're like, you're speaking to my spirit right now. Dude. I'm not joking. It's the moves that you are making, man, are, they're all things that, I mean, no joke. When I tell you that I have so many goals, so many things written down, so many things that I've, I've been working on speaking to existence and, and obviously working, putting the, putting the groundwork down to, to, to do, you're doing so many things, you know, that, that, that I want to do, you know, and it, you know, and, and that was, that's been the biggest struggle for me as as a coach is not necessarily you know not necessarily have an ego i mean because i you know i don't think you can be i don't think you can be a lifter 
nowadays and have an ego because you're gonna get yourself hurt, especially my age. But the 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 part about really working on you know keeping your head on the swivel and seeing the things that are effective, effective and affective, in that how how I can I bring that in, you know, to help my people get better. Um, that's been the the biggest thing in terms of my 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 switching psyche is that I've I've worked a little bit harder at trying to acquire more not. I mean, I will read the book, give me any book, give me any article, give me the research. I'll go through that. I will come through and I will find how it can help my people. But the application of which, that's the part that I struggle with as, as, as a coach yeah. that I still struggle with to this day because I get so locked in, so tunnel vision in terms of helping my people get better with the, the, with the evidence that I've been given and with the, the information that I just acquired that I forget some of the stuff has already been done. And by some damn near all of it oh, is yeah. done by someone somewhere out there. It's just that, you know, I mean, I think as a competitor, the last thing you really want to do is look at what other people are doing in terms of as a lifter. So I'm like, I don't want to look at what my competition is doing because I want to focus on myself. But when it comes to dealing with other people, you've got to find the best avenue to help your people get better because no two people are alike in how their bodies adapt to the stimulus that's given. So yeah. that's been... That's that's huge that that you say that you know I mean and 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 I, I noticed that that's that's not necessarily it's not an ex, you know it's not just exclusive to you but you hear from a lot of good coaches a lot of good athletes a lot of successful people is you know is that there's a point where your your attitude where your psyche just you flip the switch and it, it's not necessarily uh you know they're doing this man that's so awesome they're doing this and it starts becoming a why not us you know type yeah. type attitude like why not me. Why can't I have, you know, why can't I have a world champion, you know, bodybuilder on stage? Why can't I have a world champion powerlifter on stage? I got close last year. I got a guy that was second. Never yeah. thought that would ever happen. You know what I mean? I and you would have thought that I won it myself. Yeah. Um, it's way better when it's your client. Oh, I, and I don't think people understand that part right there. That is way the, better. it's, I've won. I've won a lot. You know, I want some, some sick ones. But it's something about seeing your people succeed, because it's 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 not just it's not just personal for them, but it's personal for you as a coach. It's like you know, what I mean, and you know, I I just I don't know, man. I I think I'm a little too high for this. I need to quit drinking this coffee. But I I just there's so I'm I'm telling you, man. Like I I have so many questions that are that are ripping and running through my brain. But I think that's that's the the probably the, the coolest thing is just seeing how someone that I look up to. They, you know, I mean, and you always think on the outside looking in, like, you know what, man? He's got it. He's got it down. But then you don't realize, like, everyone has that point where they didn't have it down, where they were, you know, trying to figure out, like, how to get to this point. And to see that, that one of the people that I idolize is like, hey, well, there was a point that, you know, that I wasn't this way. There was a point where I was, you know, looking at everything else, but my ability as a coach, as a business owner, as a competitor, you know, how I could get better. So, you know, it, it's cool to see and, and hear you you say those things, man. I, I'm hyped right now, dude. That's that's um, that's crazy. So, um, at this point right now, for I I would say not just for you, but for Team Pro Physique and for for the brand, for for what you guys do, what what really differentiates you guys from? I can't I won't really say everyone else, but what what really kind of differentiate differentiates what you guys do? what your, your what your brand of coaching is i take from, yeah. from anyone else yeah i think the biggest thing that i'm really focusing on is building personal relationships with our coaches um mm -hmm. and our clients so we have before we sign a client you get you know we're gonna have a 30 minute phone call mm -hmm. for free with this person and go over what's your goals how are we going to reach these goals we're going to discuss what we're going to do. And if it's a good fit, great. If it's not, listen, we're not trying to, to, to um, corner the market on, on athletes and, and coaches. I want my coaches to be happy, but I want everyone that works with us to just get a sense of, man, they're, they're a part of something bigger than themselves. Um, the one thing that I've really noticed that I didn't get early on when I was coaching, I'd be like, man, I, I lost this client to this other coach. And I know I'm a better coach, but they, they often would leave for the community um that's what i'm focused on now is building the community this this event we just had that was the first event at the arnold we're having another event with only pro physique people on friday night mm -hmm. that's going to be a, a a community builder this gym 
when it opens, it's free. There's no memberships. It's who's in town, come train, come eat. That's awesome. It's free. We're building a community. So that's the thing that I want to do that no one else is really doing. It feels to me like bodybuilding is a, is a group of people that are exclusive. They, mm -hmm. they want to just eat their meals and be quiet and, and stay in their dungeon. But, but actually, we want to connect with people that have the same goals. Right. And when you find people that have the same goals, whether you're a flat earther, whether you want to race your car in four seconds, whether you want to spend $350 on a pair of Jordans that only three people have, right. that's your community. Right. And, and that makes you feel normal. You're like, oh, I'm not weird because I want to get shredded. That's not weird, but it's weird to everybody else. Oh yeah. But then you, yeah. So that's really what we do is, you know, we, we take a, a really good approach to coaching. You know, we use evidence-based approaches. All my coaches are educated and experienced, right. but we're building a community with that too. Yes. I mean, so like the, the goal at the end of the day is you, you want to provide, uh, you know, you want to provide people with community. I mean, because one, you know, it's, you know, I mean, I, I feel weird saying it, but I mean, it, it you know, kind of takes it back to like, you know, feel the dreams. If you build it, they will come. You know, yeah. if, you build, if you build community, if you build something that that's so unique, you know, that that's so different from what everyone else is doing, people are going to come because at the end of the day, we all want to be part of something. I don't care what anyone says. The loneliest person out there, the, 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 the loneliest of all wolves wants to be a part of something. Everyone wants to be a part of, of something. You know, it doesn't have to be something. It's in our DNA, man. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, it's it, it's awesome that that's, you know, that that's that's the root of it all, to build community. You know, I mean, and especially, in, you know, fitness, you know, can tend to be a bit of a, while it is individualized in terms of everyone's personal journey, you know, you're still a part, you still want to be a part of something. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, the one thing that does kind of bond people are, you know, your, your adversities and your commonalities. So, I mean, if, you know, hey, you're starving. Guess what, bro? I'm starving too. But let's go smash these rates real quick. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So you finally, you finally cracked under 10% body fat. That's awesome. I'm at 11 right now. So what did you do? Like it's, you know, I mean, and the thing yeah. is, for for you know Joe Schmo that's outside looking in, he's like, dude, that those people are absolutely insane. But it doesn't matter when you're in that community. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I think it's insane to spend thousand hours trying to tune up your car to go half second faster in a quarter oh, yeah. mile. Without a doubt. Don't make it, don't make it wrong. Just for me, I would never want to do that. No. You know, Lane is one of my friends. That dude will go fishing all day, every day. Boy. Keep me off a boat. I do not want to be sticking. No, I don't even no. get it. I'm going to go to Publix and get my fish. It, yeah. I, <laughs> that, <laughs> I, yeah, man. Like, that was the, the one thing I, I never got. Like, my, my, parent, my, my parents, sister, they absolutely love to fish. They love to go angling and all that stuff. I'm like, dude. I did it all my life and I cannot stand it. You, I mean, if you put me next to a body of water, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, it's, not, it's not for me. I, am I, are we going on a cruise? Because that's the only way I'm going to be out yeah. that long. But yeah, I, I, I do. I appreciate that. I, I really do. So the, uh, a question, actually, this is from one of my guys that he asked is, is, uh, so y'all, y'all's coaching, is it only for competitors? Do you have? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. So coaching competitors is something that you, it's really kind of the, you have to a probably be a competitor or love the side of the sport because it's a bit more neurotic than just typical weight loss, putting on muscle, getting the stronger goals. Right. Um, it takes years to even have the opportunity to coach competitors in most cases. Right. So only in the last two years, have I gone competitor only? And this is the first year that I will have only competitors as clients. Wow. Last year, if you remember, I was coaching Sean at the Arnold. This is true. At the powerlifting meet, right? Know, and now yeah. Sean, Sean was someone that came to me. He was just like, hey man, I just want to lift some weights and put on some muscle. And every time he would turn in his updates with, with, with the weights, I'm going, this can't be right. I said, send me a video of your, your, your squat. You know, he's squatting 455 for eight after a year of lifting. I'm like, something's, he looked like a piston. Yeah. I said, Hey man, you, you should try a powerlifting meet. He's like, okay. Went to a powerlifting meet, qualified for nationals, you know, like, and he took that journey. So I was on that journey with him. I just loved helping people get to their best. Right. But when you remember what I said earlier, when you want to be the best in the world at something, you really got to niche down, man. Here, so here. When, when I was at raw nationals with, um, with Sean, two years ago in Spokane and he was in that uh, prime time. Yeah. And I'm backstage and I'm asking Joey for advice and thank God he's the nice guy. 
I'm like, Joey, you know, what do I do here? What do I do here? That's when I realized like, as much as I've loved coaching Sean, it's time for me to let this go because my goal is not to be the best powerlifting coach in the world. Right. You know, for Sean to go from top five to, you know, competing with Russ or he, he yeah. needs the next level coach. It was right. hard for me to say that to him. And we had a great conversation. I still yeah. love that dude. But so no, our coaching business is based around what each individual coach loves doing. I have a powerlifting coach. I have people that work with women after they've had a baby. I have um, a registered dietitian that wants to work with people who are diabetic or have metabolic diseases. I love competitors. Steven loves competitors. Kate loves competitors. You right. know, so we have, we, you know, Tyler loves competitors. We each right. have our own little niche. Um, and fortunately we're getting enough inquiries where we're able to kind of specifically, yeah. I have a lady that literally just looks at the inquiries, goes, man, this would be a good one for Paul. This that is awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, Hey, yeah. so you got, you really have a good thing going. Yeah. But that was one of the things that, I mean, knowing, knowing him, he's probably going to email and he's probably going to inquire because that's, that's one of the things like, I mean, and that was one of the things that I, I, as a coach, I had to do, I, you know, like now actually one of your athletes, Ashton, I actually, I actually said, oh, she's, she's getting ready for the Arnold, man. Yeah, she's getting ready for, yeah, I actually send, yeah, I actually send people toward her because now it's one of those things, again, you know, to, to, to borrow the phrase, like you have to niche down. I know that I'm great at the powerlifting thing. I, I think I can keep getting better, keep getting better, but I know, I mean, I can help you with your know, general diet here and there, but man, if you're trying to get specific and you're trying to cut this weight, and especially as a female, I do not want to be responsible for messing you up if I don't know what I'm doing. I can help yeah. you generally, you know what I mean? Like I, I can help you, but I think that time comes when you realize like, you know what? If I don't have the answers rather than me and going and finding the answers, let me send you to a source of the answers. Yeah. Let me send you to a source that can help you, you know, not only get better, but you know, possibly put you in a position to, you know, to be the best you've ever been. So it's, you know, I, I've been able to kind of, you know, I mean, between Ryan and, and you know, a lot of the guys that, that, that I have in my circle that, that, that do handle nutrition very well. It's, it's, it's awesome for me to be able to send them to those guys. You know, um, I've even sent Sam a few just to make sure that, I mean, they're in good hands. And at the same time, I know the people well enough, like, Hey, listen, this is what they're doing. Just stay in constant contact to make sure that they're on point. I mean, because it's, it's easy, but Hey, why don't you go to Paul? You know, why don't you try to go lane? Why don't you try? And I mean, and I think the cool thing now is that you're not, and I can tell you from like, literally I've, I've had this conversation. Like, well, why don't you just reach out to reach out to Paul? Ah, uh, I'm not on that level. <laughs> that honestly, man, it's, it's, it's crazy to go from, Oh, that's, that's Lane's, Lane's guy, Paul to like, Oh dude, I'm not on that level. I can't reach out to Paul. So I think, you know, I mean, but I mean, that's, but that's the, that speaks to the volume, that speaks volumes to the work that you put in, you know what I mean, from point A to, to now point B. Um, so it's, it's kind of cool to, to see like, oh, come on, man, it's just Paul. In my head, I'm like, ah, oh, it's just Paul. But I'm like, dude, I would never be like, hey, Paul, I need help, man. I don't, there's no way. I mean, Lane, Lane offered to help me once. I was like, nah, Lane, I'm good, but nah, I'm not. Dude, I remember, I remember going after a meet with you to eat, and I think we ate the biggest, greasiest burger and some fries, and I'm like, how do you make weight? And you're like, this is just my happy weight. You don't have to like really put a whole lot of effort. Lane yeah. would be dieting for months to make that. What was it? 205 weight yeah. class when they changed it. And I remember like he literally had to like plan his diet out to the day for like weigh-ins and stuff to make sure he was on point. Cause yeah. he was training at 2010, 208. Yeah. Like it's hard for that USAPO weigh in. So you were, you were, at the right place for your body to be its strongest. Yeah. Lane was like fine tuning things because he knew 230 he wasn't gonna be competitive. So like uh, it's it's you know hard. like like that guy, yeah. he just he had it down, man. He really had it down. I remember watching him eat a pop from like, dang, you're eating before weigh in. Because man, it's just part of it. It's part of the plan. I'm like, all right, well, he knew he he, he knew. weighed himself the day before, the day of. He uh, knew so he could eat into the show. Yeah, I just man, that's just always crazy. That's just that's so crazy to me. Okay, so um, what's, uh, again, I only have a few more questions, but I mean, it, these are, again, this is, this one, cause actually from one of, one of my, one of my, one of my ladies, um, what's a, a common problem that you've noticed that people are starting to do? Um, because there, there, obviously there's, there's tons of different diets out there from vertical to carnivore to, you know, gluten-free to whatever. Um, yeah. what's one of the common, uh, I guess, mistakes that not necessarily mistakes, but one of, what's one of the common, uh, problems that you've seen with, with, with people in, the, in their dieting, like you're late. I mean, because there's always a new trend. Well, the most, 
common problem, and this has not changed at all since I came into the sport, since Lane started talking about flexible dieting, was the acceptance that when you enter a fat loss phase, you've got to only eat these seven basic foods. If you're not eating tilapia, asparagus, oatmeal, chicken, uh, rice, then you're doing a bad job. Um, so I just don't believe in restrictive meal plans. Mm -hmm. um, it creates eating disorder behavior. It creates binary associations with food as in good or bad. Right. Whereas all food is good. All right. food. Right. Uh, someone right now is like, no, isn't chocolate cake bad? No. No. Chocolate, if, if you're about to starve to death, is chocolate cake bad? No, it's all in context. What is, what is your goal? What are you focused on right now? And that's how you know. So teaching people how to eat and not um, fear food is really what I feel is most valuable for, for, for being successful in a weight loss, but also a lifestyle approach to, to, to this. And, and that's the thing that kind of Lane brought to the forefront was this idea of tracking your macronutrients. How much protein, carbs, and fats are you getting? That's what we should be focused on. Right. Not are you, you know, a lot of people come to me, man, I can't lose weight, but I'm eating healthy. What's healthy? Well, you know, I eat a muffin. Well, what's in the muffin? <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, but it says healthy on the label. Well, yeah, but it doesn't, you don't know that it has 50 grams of fat. Yeah. You know, and your Starbucks coffee has, you know, a thousand calories, but it's just yeah. coffee. So like learning to actually understand about nutrition, that's really what we do. We teach people habits that they can mm -hmm. take with them for the rest of their lives. Okay. So my, uh, wow, come on, I'm out of here. Um, so for you, what, uh, what, uh, well, we talked about the, the future of ProSeq um, a, a little bit, like what's, I guess, what's, what's one big thing, you know, that, that, that you're, that you're seeing in the future uh, for the company, for yourself, uh, that probably excites you the most right now. Oh, well, she's right here. Hold on. Oh, oh, nice. Nicely done. Nicely done. Nicely Hello. Hello. I actually saw. She's, she, dude, she's legit. <laughs> That's oh LS. Oh. <laughs> she said you're legit. Yeah, so do you recognize this? This is DeRaja Hill. So she's in, I mean, look at that physique. She's in, um, she's my first ever competitor that's qualified for the Olympia. And she's also qualified at the Arnold. So she's competing at the Miss Bikini International as a pro at the Arnold this year. Dude, she's not even real. She's in, she's no. not real. She doesn't even, that's she's crazy. Not real. Oh, no. He's CGI, so, dude. Today was our last check-in. We went over to USF, did, USF, did some body comp testing. We did some posing. Mm -hmm. So this was kind of our last uh, check-in in person before we head to Ohio next week. Man, are you going to be there? Yeah, man. I, I compete on Hell Sunday, yeah. actually. So. Oh, cool. Hey, dude, she competes Saturday, so I'll be free Sunday. We'll come watch you. Perfect, perfect. Are you yeah, doing bench only or are you doing full no, power? No, I'm doing full power, man. I'm actually, believe it or not, because I am, I'm in the middle of a diet for the World Championships in April – um, I'm going to go up to 105. I'm going to go as a, a light 105. And uh, so just so that I just don't wreck myself doing a water cut or anything. Like I, last year was my last, literally last, last Arnold was the last time I'm, I'm ever going to do a water cut. I'm never going to do it again. Like I'm never. Yeah. Gonna... They're, they're, in two hours, there's no good things can happen. Nah, man. Nah, man. But I, I just want <laughs> to see. You get lucky and they, even if you get lucky and there's a delay and you get four hours, it's just not enough. Nah, it's just not. It's not enough. So like, I just, I'm never, I told myself I'm never doing another water cut again. And, and then if I ever got to the point where, I was going to have to well, uh, I'll drag, I'll drag De Raja, but that's kind of what I'm excited about is that there's been this stigma for a long time in the sport that you can't be competitive at the highest level doing things the way I do them natural with flexible dieting and using an evidence-based approach to training and nutrition. And, um, she's, she's kicking in the door for us, man. She's, awesome. she's going to be, she's, and she's not just coming to get on stage. She's coming no, to do some damage. Like why? Yeah. yeah. Don't, you don't go to show up. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm yeah. a firm believer in, I don't go anywhere for the experience. If I want to go for experience, I'll go to Disney World. But I mean, if you're going to, <laughs> you're going to compete, you go to compete. You know what I mean? That's what it's yeah. about. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll close it on that, man, because I think that that's awesome. Because I mean, we, ooh, that's dope. That is, I'm excited for you, man. I, I'm one, I'm proud, uh, I'm, I'm proud to be proud to know you, but I'm super excited for the future for you, man. Because it's just, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you got all cylinders running right now, and I mean, and there's no looking back. And I think that's the, you know, that's the the, the coolest thing is is knowing knowing how hard you know how hard and how consistent you've been in terms of your work and, and your your input in, into this industry, man. And into especially into your particular part, like I don't think people understand, you know, how you know it's 
it might seem like it's easy on our end watching from this outside looking in, but it's not a, it's a, it's a difficult task to do all the things that you're doing. But again, like you said before, you know, you don't necessarily think about it that way. I mean, you just, you're plugging and you're running and you're making sure that you get it done. And I mean, and it's I'm, I'm trying to just constantly make sure I'm doing the things that got me here again and not mm -hmm. changing, you know, and, and then, and, and still learning and looking at like, you know, for example, my, um, my coach, Steven, when I hired him, he started sending videos to his clients when they were sending check-ins and I had never done that. Yeah. I was like, I was like, how are you doing that? And he's like, Oh, I downloaded this thing and you just send a video. So I was like, shit. So I started sending my clients videos. They lost their shit. They're like, Holy crap, coach. You send videos now. I'm like, sure. Dude, like, I've so been I'm, trying to find that because I watched Ryan Doris do it a couple years ago. I'm like, yeah, it's on, uh, just go on Google and it's Google Chrome. It's yeah. called uh, loom L O O M. Yeah. 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 So like, so, but, but that's the thing. Like, look at what's available and, and don't just do what other people are doing. Go, what, what's the, what can I do to stand out? Exactly. Uh, you know, like if, if you're a client of somebody, what's something that, that they did that you remember people, you know, and this is one thing I'll say about you. You make everyone around you just feel so happy to be around you. And just like everyone leaves your presence and they just feel like, like, man, I want to hang out with that dude more. Like I've never, I've never left your presence and thought like, I'm good. I can't handle no more of that. No, like, and, and that's something like people remember how you make them feel. And so I think a lot of times in coaching, there's this kind of feeling of like, don't bother me. Uh, I'm busy. No, 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 no. Anytime a client's like, Hey, I'm sorry to bother you. You never bother me. No, there's no such thing. Like that's, that's between your ears. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you. Um, and I try to just always have that energy with people. It's like, I love what I'm doing. So like you see me right. in an event just cause I got this old mean mug. Stop me. Talk to me. Like, oh, I yeah, love that. Sure. Stuff, it's likewise. Paul. I really appreciate those. Those are dope words. I really do appreciate that. I think, I think that's what, what you really, you, you bring out. I've just noticed this in terms of just some of the athletes I've, I've been able to talk to that, that you work with, you bring out the best in people. And I think, you know, that's a skill that, so many coaches have the potential to bring to the table, but they're unable to do because they're not willing to get past that point. Like you said about, you know, I, you know, th there is, while there is a, there, there's not necessarily a hierarchy in terms of a coach versus a client. You know what I mean? There is a, there's a, there's a small degree of separation in that you're trying to help them get better. And they're volunteering to listen to what you have to say to get them to that point. That, in my yeah. opinion, that's the only degree of separation that there is in terms of coach versus client. Aside from that, I always feel like, you know, we're eye to eye in terms of what we're trying to, you're trying to get to the best, your best version. And it is my job to try to get you to that best version. What ends up happening is, you know, at least for me, in my experience, and, and I'm sure you can, you, you can echo this, that passion to help that person become the best version of themselves, you start, you start taking it personal as well. Yeah. So that that degree of separation that you did have is just kind of start kind of melding together. And it's not that you become one, but your interests become one in terms of them becoming better, them wanting to be better, and you as a coach trying to help them get better. So there's a there's a point of an even keelness that ends up happening for me that I mean I I fall in love with the process of helping them be the best versions of themselves because I feel like when you get to that point, it helps you as a coach, as a person, as a man to become better because you're 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 finally doing something for that particular person that's above and beyond yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, it's, and it's not about the paycheck and it's not about them and the check-in and it's not about what they're eating or what they're not eating or, you know, what they're lifting, what they're not lifting. It's simply down to the bare bones of it all. It's about you helping them be the best version of themselves. And in yeah. doing that, it helps you become a better version of yourself. And you get, a, you get a chance to do that over and over and over and over and over and over. And the next thing you know, you know, at least for me, man, it, it, it makes you, it, for me, it, it, it's, it, I feel like it's, it's helped make me a better man, help make me more understanding, you know, and, you know, I have to listen more, you know, and, and I've never been much of a listener, you know, I mean, I, I've, I've always heard what people have to say, but to hear and listen are two different things, you know, and, yeah, yeah. you know, and so I, I again, I, I still a lot from a lot of the a lot of you guys are around, but that's one of the huge things that I always heard about Alberto and how, you know, he's, he's just, he's a master list. He's a master listener, you know? Yeah. And 
so I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to get better at that. So it's, it's cool to, to know that so many of you guys that are, are so very successful that there's a common, there's a lot of commonality between all of you. Like you guys are very masterful uh, in terms of how you listen and how you're able to, you know, to take what you've heard, take what you've listened to and be able to put it back into the programming, into the diet and, 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 and making sure that your people get the best version of themselves. So that's, that's I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I can brag about you to you all day. Um, so, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get out of your hair. Um, of course, I'll hit you with my three, uh, the, 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 the two last questions. The first one, of course, like I told you, is a bucket list. What are three things that you, you've yet to do that you would love to be able to do before it's all said and done? So do you mean something like, um, it could be like go to Europe with my it, wife? Or? It could be anything that you want, anything. I don't know, man. I'm pretty blessed. There's, I've had a good fortune and a good run. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to have a client win the Olympia title. You know, that's definitely, That'd be awesome. um, you know, Deiraja here has got a shot this year, but just the idea of helping a client achieve the ultimate in a sport, you know, um, I think that's something I'd like to do. Um, you know, I got two boys now, so yeah, you do. You know, one of my goals with them is just, I just, I just want them to be awesome people. Mm-hmm. I don't care what they fall in love with, what their passions are, but I just want to make, I just want people to have that vibe, like, oh, that's the Rivella kids, they're awesome, you know. So that's creating good, independent people is like, that's you awesome. know, is um, the thing. And then, um, you know, I'd love to get to like a 50th wedding anniversary with my wife and just be able to look back and be like, damn, look what we did. Like, man, come on now. Yeah, so that's like awesome. me and that my is- wife is my wife is a boss. Like you, people know my name; they don't know her name. But I promise you, there would be no me without her. She is um, she is the driving force behind the family, the business. Um, she herself is killing it in her business. She owns a real estate business. We just bought our first income property. So like, we're doing things together that are just right. amazing. So yeah, just you know, that'd probably be it. Take Paul over here being goals. Dang it. Now I gotta now I gotta go tell my go, hey man, we gotta get on it. <laughs> One more thing. So what what now? What is Paul doing that you need to do now? So great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I I I appreciate you, but I, I cannot tell you how much you are appreciated. I cannot tell you how much I just, I appreciate this conversation. I think though for for the listeners that are gonna have an opportunity to listen to this, man, they're in for a treat, number one. But number two, I think for me, I think I need to hear this just as much as the people that that I that I'm, I'm excited are going to get the chance to hear. I, I, I definitely need to hear this. This is, this is free therapy. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, bud. Uh, but, um, <laughs> you and know, it's old guys. We got a lot of, we got a lot oh, of. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I think once, like, people don't understand, like, once you pass that, that 35, 36 mark, it's just like, all right, I keep doing what I'm doing, or I can start absorbing some of this stuff that's being thrown at me, you know? And it's weird because all it is, it's not that I'm wise. I don't think I'm any wiser than anybody else. I just think that I've absorbed so much stuff that, that the, the, the older guys gave to me. Now I'm just repeat. I, I'm a parent. I'm just an old parent. I'm just repeating. You just, you just drop the ego at a certain age. I think that's what I thought about my thirties. I was like, Oh, I, I don't care what other people think anymore. I'm just going to yeah. do my thing. Yeah. yeah, man. It's like, and you find like you kind of become who you, I think you become who you've always wanted to be secretly. You know what I mean? It just takes you a little bit. Cause like that ego, dude, ego is just poison, man. Woo. Need it. it every, now, every now and then it, can, it, it helps you maybe get through a, you know, a, a moment when, you know, that, that you know a dumb kid just probably you know should have made it through but your ego somehow lies to you and tells you yeah you, you you're worth it you're worth it but yeah man, ego ego and insecurity are just the demise to so i'm telling you and people, they go so. and they go absolute hand in hand man but yeah i um my last question man and you know what you don't have to do if you don't want to but here it is it is this gun to your head you're you're literally i walk up to you in an alley gun to your head like all right you have 20 seconds to rap or sing a song or you're done what are you going to go with? Um, actually, I sing it to my son every night. So the one thing about when you have kids is you got to sing them songs at night. And the <laughs> things that pop into your head are just the songs that you loved at a certain point in your life. So for me, it's a song called Motorcycle Drive-By by Third Eye Blind. Ah, um, yeah. You know that song? I don't know why. That song, just when it came out, it just stuck with me. I play guitar, um, and it's an acoustic guitar song so it's one of those first songs that i like love to play and sing so yeah do i gotta sing it too oh yeah oh yeah 
20 seconds. Right. This, is, this isn't gonna be good. It's not supposed to be. Ready? <laughs> Summertime and the wind is blowing outside in lower Chelsea and I don't know what I'm doing in the city. The sun is always in my eyes. Crashes through the windows and I'm sleeping on the couch and I came to visit you. That's when I knew that I could never have you. I knew that before you did. Still, I'm the one who's stupid. And there's this burning like there's always been. I've never been so alone. And I've never been so alive. Hey. <laughs> That's the first verse. <laughs> Man, you did, you did more than 20 seconds over Cheever, as always. Well, I couldn't oh. not finish the verse. <laughs> I, 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 I cannot tell you, brother, I really appreciate this. I really appreciate you taking the time out, you know, to, to, to chat it up with me, man. Obviously, obviously we have places that you can be reached. Where can people find you? Where can they reach you? Prophysique.com is my website. Paul Ravella is my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. So I don't even, I don't even use Twitter or TikTok or none of that crap. So just YouTube and Instagram. And then um, you can find me at Core Nutritionals at the Arnold Classic, if this comes out before that. Um, and Sunday, you can find me watching LS do his thing on the platform. Hey, perfect, perfect. Paul, my man, I appreciate you. I hope you have a great day. You know what? Hug the boys, kiss the wife. Freaking tell all the athletes they're killing it. Let's bring one home, bud. Meet you at the top, I'll see, man. I'll see you next week. All right, man. Thanks again. Have a good one, bro. See you, buddy. What's up, guys? Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Corner of the Circle, for watching the YouTubes and listening to all the different podcasts and all that good stuff. Uh, wanna let you guys know, also do some coaching. Um, you can go to ellismcclain.com and it will uh, lead you right to where you need to go as far as filling out an inquiry and all that good stuff. And also, uh, if you want you know apparel needs and all that good stuff, we got swag, ellismcclain.com. Again, thank you so very much for everything you guys are doing for us, man, and helping us grow and all the good stuff. Uh, like I said, stay tuned. We got more stuff coming, more episodes coming, more content coming. Either way, a lot of stuff's coming. Thank you guys very, very much.